Opa Gundam style, everybody. Welcome to Wow Cool Robot. We're back in the fucking soup. It's unicorn coverage. I'm Max. I use he, him pronouns. And my co-host for these next couple months is... It's me. It's Kelly. I, I use they, them pronouns. Um, fucking, I'm so excited to talk about Unicorn Gundam. So, so excited. I've I've been out of the soup for a hot minute. I, I haven't been, we, I haven't, I've been away from UC for quite some time. I've been away from Gundam for a hot second. I'm not gonna, I've been, I've been busy fucking sailing the high seas uh, in recent time. I got up to date with One Piece, which was insane. Yeah, I read all of One Piece in like three weeks. So it's, oh, just, it's yeah, like, too. it's just like kind of flooded my brain. Oh, man. I really like it now. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm exactly the same. Uh, I like I like Chop Chopper is my friend. I Chopper is like Ro- a sweet sweet angel boy, and I, I adore like Robin. Him. You have you have the correct cha- the the correct uh, taste. So, what's your opinion on Frankie? Uh, I like Frankie quite a lot. He's he's in my Good. he's in the upper half. I like the 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 thing is I like I mean I I, I don't want to say I like the weird characters because they're all kind of weird characters. They're all fucking weirdos, and that's the best thing about them. I find myself not caring as much about, like, the more straightforward characters, like Zoro. I look at Zoro, and I'm like, you're cool, but, like, all you kind of do is just, like, swing a sword real badass, and, like, that's Mm. fun and compelling. But Chopper can turn into, like, five different guys. But yet he only turns into one. Yeah, I like I like that his default form is just like I can think so good. My brain is so big, you guys. <laughs> he's got that big brain shit. He's he's uh, he's, he's baby grandpa chopper now. <laughs> um, oh, well, I hey, forgot it was a Gundam podcast. For yeah, a I was gonna I was gonna say so, Callie. What I like to do in lieu of a segment in the first episode, since we have new host, uh, how about you tell us your history with the franchise, how you got into it, what what other parts of it you like, your, what's the whole Funnily deal? Funnily enough, I had a very much a wow cool robot to war is hell kind of experience <laughs> because this was my favorite. This is my first Gundam. Unicorn was the first Gundam series I watched because it was the only one on Netflix other than I Am Flooded Orphans. Mm-hmm. And I've been told that um, UC Gundam is something I'd really enjoy. <laughs> so I watched Unicorn. Um, I ended up watching it in the span of about two days. I did nothing but fucking watch Unicorn. It was great. Um, and I ended up really enjoying it. And I And I kind of sat on it for a while. And it took me... A little bit longer to get round to watching the uh, compilation films, uh, mm. and then I ended up falling completely head over heels in love with the series. That love for the series kind of only swelled and blossomed even more when I started watching Zeta, which is still one of my favorite anime of all time. Uh, if if you're in the the Wow Cool Robot uh, Discord server, you'll notice that my name on it is uh the number one former Asami enjoyer. Um, <laughs> and I will fight anyone for that title because she is my favorite character in fiction. Um, I really love the kind of new type angles to it. I have a lot of love for uh, kind of transhumanistic elements in sci-fi, uh, just as like a general thing. And I really love new type theory and I love the relationship that space has with new types themselves. Uh, I did um, some... My final project, I think I talked a little bit about, like, new type stuff at university, just kind of talking about um, transhumanism and uh, how it relates to sci-fi and how it can relate to uh, better representing 
um, queer folk and like disabled people in general, which was a really fun project. I oh, yeah. really, really enjoyed doing that. I really want to go back and uh, revisit the script I wrote for that. Um, but yeah, uh, I've seen pretty much all of the like main series UC stuff. This is my third watch through of Unicorn. Um, so I- I'm really just pinpointing all of the like the really cool things I didn't notice my first two watches. Yeah. Um, but I really love the Gundam series. It's really nice to circle back and go and explore that again. And I'm v- I've been so excited to talk about this show. Yeah. Uh, it's it's called UC Gundam because you see it. You do see that Gundam. You do see that Gundam and you go, oh my goodness, it's a Gundam. You do see it. Because, yeah, this would have been released, what, like the 30th anniversary of the franchise? Thereabouts? I think so. I want to say like 2012? Oh, okay. It's a little bit later than I it's, thought. It, a little bit. I'm not 100% sure. Let me find out. The the um, the, the Bandai Destiny, the original, like, uh, I guess, novel was from 2007, but the adaptation wow. was... Wow. Okay, the adaptation began in 2010, so, like, a little bit after really? the 30th anniversary. Wow! My god, that show looks amazing for being made in 2010. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, and it's definitely... It's also, like, the whole OVA budget thing, because uh, listeners might understand that there's kind of two different versions of Unicorn anime. There's the seven-episode OVA, which we will be watching. And which like is the, the better one. Yeah. The better and, one, and I stand by that. And, and then there's, oh like, God. a 24-ish episode, like, chopped and screwed version that I everyone has said is kind of dog shit and fucks everything it up is. pacing-wise. <laughs> I don't know why you would want to even make it. Like, I understand the idea of making it a kind of smaller kind of size to make it more palatable to watch kind of as things go. Right. But... Oh my god, Unicorn's one of those things because of the nature of the show itself. Mm-hmm. That makes it so much better to just have these, like, one-hour chunk of an episode just right there. Yeah, it, it just makes more sense for the plot in general as well to have it formatted like that instead of as like, Oh, check it out, we have this happen. And, right. Oh, uh, yep, and, and then it's over. And you gotta watch the next episode. Yeah, because when you look at 0079, that was a 50 episode, or well, 43 episode show. It was that got stretched 50. Yeah, thereabouts. That got turned into three compilation movies. I feel like it's easier to take a lot of content and squish it down into like more manageable, like big chunks than to take mm-hmm. a couple of big chunks and like chop them up. Because like I feel like you're, the, the, stru- like, the classic three X structure just gets completely fucked by that. I feel like mm. it's just you're better off watching it. And this is this is why I'll always watch like the original form of whatever we watch. You're better off watching the show how it originally was supposed to be, not like yeah. any more future different ways of doing it. Like people argue about, oh, what what order should I watch a Gundam in? Watch it the order watch it came the out in. Watch, 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 watch the original. What order? First, what order should first I first Gundam? It's one of the best fucking animes yeah. ever made, dude. It's my um, favorite show. Like what, what order? What order should I watch the Star Wars films in? The order they came out in. What are you? Why are you asking me this? That being said, I think if you're already a fan of something, it is good to go into like unhinged watch orders. Sure. Uh, I saw this Star Wars watch order that I loved that I really would quite like to do. That um. You cut out Phantom Menace, unfortunately, but uh, you watch two and three as uh, flashbacks between uh, four, five, and six. Oh, that's so, fun. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's fun when it's like that. But if you're going into a series, if you want to enjoy the series best, there's no point in kind of going, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch this, like, one-off OVA about this side character that happens immediately before the series kind of starts, because you're seeing everything out of context and stuff like that. I think... 
Gundam is, because of the nature of how long-running a franchise it has been, um, has some really great starting-off points, but the best starting-off point will forever be First Gundam. Yeah, there's a reason it's it, it's 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 the First Gundam. That's the thing. It's like, yeah. and especially a franchise that's so like long-lived. Gundam is forty-two, three years old. That's oh a God. lot of just like spaghetti to kind of dig through. So mm-hmm. starting mm-hmm. out. Bef- before you have to like make these callbacks and fit things within the lore and it was just like a thing they made i feel like it's a nice very simple place to start yeah for sure and um, Char is that there, being so, said I mean. <laughs> that being said the official uh stance the wow cool robot podcast has is that you're supposed to start with the doozy bots trailer <laughs> <laughs> ah, i guess it's canon that is now the official stance <laughs> okay. uh i have it in company emails uh i would write that <laughs> I don't think I've ever sent a single email for the one I just made to use like the Twitter and that was it. <laughs> ah, well, Callie, I think it's about time to start talking about Gundam You See It. <laughs> the the absolute insane opening and best two scenes to go into a fucking beginning of a show. So, yeah, so I got I got the whole I got a summary going. We'll we'll, we'll mm. trade off each week. I'll do the first summary next week you'll do the summary. And this of is course. like I didn't get every single plot beat um but it's just this is the overall. This is just, you know, to to jog your memory as if you like as if anyone who's watched it needs their memory jogged cuz this is like Oh, yeah. A fucking banger yeah, I, episode. The be- I think the first episode it's it's like that one like I think it's I was it like I think it was like a Reddit story of like this person who was kept watching Shrek in their head. Um <laughs> where like um they'd memorized the film Shrek and now whenever they can't do like whenever they had to like do anything, um they just watched Shrek in their head because they could retell it like bit for bit and their parents had to stop telling them to watch Sh- uh, Shrek in their head. God's strongest um, soldier. I can <laughs> I swear I could do that with the first episode of Unicorn. Uh, <laughs> that first that first fight scene it is insane, but we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah. that. Oh my god. All right. So this is Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn, episode one. Day of the Unicorn. We open at the dawning of the Universal Century as Ricardo Marcenas addresses the world, expositing about the future of humanity. This is cut short when a terrorist attack destroys the station, killing Marcenas and sending humanity towards a dark future. 96 oh, no. years later, three years after Char's counterattack, we see the conflict still hasn't ended. Neozeon's remnants, the Sleeves, are in competition with Londo Bell and the Federation as a whole to recover Laplace's box, which is rumored to either save humanity or destroy it. A young girl going by Audrey Byrne heads off on her own to meet with Cardius Vist, head of the Vist Foundation who holds Laplace's box. As she travels to meet Vist, she meets Bonajer Lynx, a student at Anaheim's Technical College. He immediately forms a new tight bond with her and only wants her to need him to achieve her goal. They make it to Vist, and Audrey tells him that giving the box to the sleeves as planned will only result in more bloodshed. But he tells her he is only giving the sleeves the key to the box as it takes someone special to actually be able to open it. Benajer is sent away, but returns to Vist's mansion when the fighting between the sleeves and Londo Bell enters the colony, killing thousands. As the sleeves rush to recover Audrey, Mana- Ban- I don't know how- I- I'm gonna pronounce this guy's name a hundred different ways. Banajer like finds- fucking banana links. Yeah, Banana finds a mobile suit inside Vist mansion, the RX-0 Unicorn. Cardius bequeaths it to Banajer, his son, saying only he can now find Laplace's box. Cardius dies, and Banana bursts out of the colony with Marita Cruz, a <laughs> sleeves pilot. She goes in for the kill in her Kshatriya, only to find the unicorn can, tra- can transform, revealing its psycho frame and a Gundam face. Yeah! Fucking, fucking no notes. Banger episode! Banger episode! It's oh, so it's so good. good! I love 
the whole intro is crazy to me. Like, because what it's like, it's 2340 GMT. First of all, GMT is not like, that's like, I don't know if they like stopped using that. That's my time, bitch. Yeah. Don't be, don't be, don't be disrespecting British mean time. Well, no, I'm saying like, it's, it's weird having like, I, I mean, not an Earth-based time, but, like, when you yeah. realize this is UC0, this is back when, like, the Earth yeah. was still more relevant than it is in Gundam. It's very mm-hmm. strange, because, like, you know, this is... I don't know when this is, like, supposedly set that would translate to real-world years. Probably, like, 2050s thereabouts, I would Something guess. Something like that, around that point, I'd say. <laughs> I just love the, the very first line. It is now 2340 GMT. We are about to witness the end of the world as we know it. Okay, REM. Yeah. Damn, yeah, I, didn't know, I didn't know Michael Stipe was in Gundam. <laughs> oh, um, then it all fucking blows up. Yeah, so <laughs> Ricardo, Ricardo Marcenis, he's like, I guess the he's like Mr. Prime Minister U- of the world or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. He's like Mr. UN. Um, he's addressed. He's like, he's, right, guys. He's we're just... going we're gonna, we're gonna to say hello to this uh, time. And then he blows up and <laughs> dies. He gets uh, what a great start. It's creepy, because, like, you see, he's yeah. talking, he's just saying shit, right? He's just expositing, ah, oh, humans, blah, 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 uh, the progression of science, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then, like, you see some astronauts outside this, like, sort of solar system, or um, space station-looking thing. You think they're just mm-hmm. doing maintenance at first. No, they fucked it all up. Yeah, yeah, they beefed it. They, uh, they, they, they aligned, like, the solar panels to kind of, like focus in on like the ring so as it spins around it just starts melting the entire fucking yeah. thing yeah they did the thing and uh you know, remember in totally spies where they shot the laser at the two mirrors and it kept yes. reflecting between itself it, what makes it, it, it melted a space colony to pieces it makes it stronger with the reflection um and <laughs> yeah. hey and this is this is i guess like our first callback to first like a previous gundam series because i just remember like the fucked up mirror beam that mm. um that Giren mm. used yeah, the colony laser. The co- yeah, the, and the colony laser. Because, like, Gear, Gear had just, like, the fucking wall of mirrors. But then there oh, was, like, yeah, the colony. Of then, yeah, they just, like, took grips and just f- fucking hollowed it out. Uh, As you do. And, like, the, the, the sort of POV astronaut character, we don't know the name of yet, um, gets, you know, blown from the explosion. Like, the, the shuttle that they escape in explodes too, but, like, he's fine. And he kind of, like, reaches out to this, like, it, it, it's like shadowy kind of, object. Yeah, it's kind of a plaque. You can see it says Universal Century on it. It's like the Declaration of Independence for Space, I guess. Um, mm. And he reaches out, and as he reaches out, we flash forward in time, and now he's Stardew Valley Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. man is old as fuck. He's so fucking old. He's got this old, bald guy fucking talking to him, too, with, like, the shittiest facial hair you've ever seen. If he if he was if we're gonna be generous and say he was like thirteen when he did cool terrorism, that means he's now a hundred nine years old. I think that's the point that he's like the oldest fucking bitch in planet like Earth's existence. Th- this is the crustiest old man in the world, and I can't <laughs> wait to see him die. Oh, I can't wait to see him like move once, and you kind of just hear like. Is it, can I have like a stone? Can I have a Stardew Valley mod that makes this guy grandpa? Please, please, I want him to hand oh out and reach God. me my invitation to the farm. Uh, do you think the Do you think the back of that weird plaque, if it is the Declaration of Independence, has a space treasure map on it? Yeah, you have to squeeze some space lemon juice on it. Yeah, <laughs> I think get we the should help let, of that Space Nicholas Cage. I think we should let Space Nicholas Cage have a Gundam. Well, <laughs> I trust <laughs> him. The unicorn was meant for. <laughs> oh my God.
god. And that's why it transforms. It's a reference to movie face-off. Yeah. Exactly! <laughs> and when you when you activate the system in the Unicorn Gundam, it makes your face John Travolta's. <laughs> god, I love face-off exactly. so much. Fucking tremendous movie. Incredible cinema. Um, so this old man, he's talking to his assistant. We learn his assistant's name is Cardius. Um, he looks like, he has, I, he's very square hair. Um, he does. He just, he looks like just the, your, your regular, like, old man anime CEO, basically. Yeah, he looks like an oil baron. Yeah, and, and this is the first me- mention of Laplace's box. Um, mm. we don't know what the fuck it is. All we know is that it's either really good or really bad, and it's gonna depend it on go who finds one it. one of two ways. It's like, it is like the fucking, Callie, have you played Mother 3? I have not played Mother 3. Okay. I've, the only Mother game, I, I started playing Earthbound, then mm-hmm. I got bored. Okay, yeah, I wasn't fair. bored of the game, I'm just bored of our edgy, like, RPG uh-huh. formats sometimes. <laughs> um, like, the only, like, RPG I've played in recent time was, like, Digimon Cyber Sleuth. Oh, that's a good one. Very, very good game. That's a good one. Uh, but it, it's it's like the needles from Mother Three for those who understand that reference. It's just like oh just yeah, no, I think I heard about those. Yeah, the whole it's like you pull it, and it's like if you have good vibes or bad vibes de- determines like if you pulling it was a good idea or not. Basically, yeah. Um, and then I don't give a shit about these old men anymore because I want to see a space fight. Yes, yes, yes. I want to yes, see a well, cool robot. Yes. yes. Oh, this was my f- the first mobile suit I ever saw in action, in motion, in a Gundam piece of media was the fucking Kshatriya. This thing, the NZ666 Kshatriya. Yeah, the Neozion 666 Kshatriya. This thing looks fucking unreal. It's like, oh, it's, yeah. it's that kind of Zaku, like, two-tone green. Um... It has these cool, like, this, like there's bits of yellow piping around the arms and the legs and the uh, torso. It has these really cool, um, we, we learned the, the Neo Zeon unit here is called the sleeves. And that's because, like, they have sleeve armor that looks really yeah. cool. It's very reminiscent of, like, the Zeon crest that, like, they would wear. You see it on the chest and, like, the wrists of it. Um, it also has four fuck-off huge wings that are just chock-full of funnels. Yes! Would you like to hear a bit about the developmental history of the yes. Kshatriya? Because the Kshatriya is, uh, based off a mobile suit that we have seen before, yes. all the way back in Double Zeta Gundam, the Queen Mansa, which had two of those, like, um, I don't remember what they're called, I, like, kind of, like, wing binders, I think yeah, they're yeah, called? Yeah, the, the, I think they're just wing binders. Yeah, so, although the Queen Mansa only had two of those wing binders, the Kshatriya has four. Uh, I believe the Kshatriya has access to, it's either 16 or 24 funnels. Oh, oh um, I can, I'm gonna lean over and look at my model, and I can count how many It is 24, it is 24. Uh, yes, that's right. Those so, things are those things are a fucker to cut out, tell you what. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I'm glad I haven't done one yet. Oh my god. As much as I love funnels, funnels are my favorite piece of tech in sci-fi. I think they are the sickest things ever. And it I think it all comes back to like the fact that like the first Gundam fight scene I watched had like yeah. some of the sickest movement I've ever seen. I'm gonna say sick a lot because it is fucking sick. It, it's sick, that's what it is. It's just textual. <laughs> Yeah, um, um, it's it's the fact that like okay, so there's that moment, there's that moment. So in this fight, uh, these like it's three um, 
Your Jagans? Jagans, yes. Well, yeah, it's like two Jagans, Jagans and a Stark Jagan, which is just like a Jagan yes. what, covered in armor. Yeah, just covered in bullshit. Um, <laughs> fucking so cool. Uh, it's got like a little back booster and stuff, and they're going forward. Uh, and uh, this pilot, uh, Marita, um, basically sends her funnels out. And there's this moment where her eyes are closed. Yes. And the music kind of goes like fuzzy for a second because like... The score in this show is fucking incredible. Oh, Hiroyuki oh. Sawano, my fucking beloved. Absolute godsend. Please stop doing soundtracks for bad pieces of media. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. For for every Gundam unicorn, he does a Attack on Titan. Like, oh, he does an Attack on Titan at a fate. <laughs> Didn't he also do Kill a Kill? Oh, Kill a Kill rules though. It rules when you're a kid and you're like yeah, the age of the characters, the and then you go back and watch Kill a Kill, and you feel like really weird for watching it because yeah, all I, of those characters are sixteen. That's like, I watched Kill a Kill when I was a teenager, and and then watching it now, I'm like, oh, I gotta turn this yeah, off. Someone's gonna yeah. walk in on me watching this. I'll, I'll forever treasure the memories I had of watching Kill a Kill when I was like what fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. Um, I will never watch that show again. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> But, Soundtrack's bangers, though. Uh, yeah. Blumen Kranz is still an amazing song. Uh-huh. Anyways, Marita has her eyes closed. The sound, the soundtrack kind of muffles itself a little bit. And then her eyes open, and then the, 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 it goes like big and bombastic again. You just go like that. You have that sound design of it going like. The sound of the funnel is so good. Like, you, you cannot fathom how utterly fucking owned this pilot is. Because, like, this guy is just gone. Just d- d- obliterated. We're comparing it to like you know the first time you see funnels in Zeta, Haman mm-hmm. uses them in the Cubelite, and like you know pew 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 little lasers. Like you don't yeah. see like you don't see like what should happen when a funnel hits you. You get a little bit of like the fear of like a bunch of little things flying around you a ton in Double Zeta as you see more mm-hmm. of the Cubelite. But in this, it's like yeah, this is what would happen if twenty four psychically controlled laser beams were circling around you like gnats. You'd get yeah. Got so bad. <laughs> it got so fucking bad. So fucking bad. Like, I the love, two of these guys. Uh, it's the fact that, like, they're both getting owned at the same time. Yeah. And it goes to just such a testament to how much of an absolute pilot legend Marita Cruz is. Mm-hmm. I, she Mwah. rules. Mwah. Mwah. I, love, I love the animation of, like, how the funnels, like, th- they shoot from the outside in, so the G- the Jagans are getting their, their head and their legs and their arms, like, blown off as, like, they're, like, circling around. They just, like, melt the cockpit. Mm. Oh. Oh, it so reminds me of, sick. like, those, like, you know, like, the high-pressure water cannons that, like, Blastoise is fucking yeah. based off? That just cuts through shit? Mm-hmm. Like, it's surgical, it's, that, yeah, like, yeah. kind of, like, um... It, it, it's surgical, that level of, like, precision. And mm-hmm. I think that's so cool about it. Uh, it it's just how precise funnels can be, that you are less of a soldier and more of just someone there to clean up you're a psionic warrior yeah yeah but then the third guy comes forward the one the booster on him shoots these rockets at him does this um i think we see later on that these kind of rockets are like a flashbang type thing that like scrambles communications yeah they're probably they're probably full of manovsky bits you know you know how it is yeah just full of full of full of full of bad vibes um (laughs) we we put soup in a rocket this pilot is Probably, the thing is that I love to think about this pilot is just that had he been in any other series, he would be like a main character ace, but uh-huh. because he decided to go toe-to-toe with Marita fucking Cruz in the Kshatriya, he's dead. He's yeah. gone. 
But, but like such a good fight. That's oh. the thing. Oh, I love like you see they like fly toward each other and like I I, cause I guess she, she sent out all of her funnels, so she's just fighting with a beam saber against this guy. But like mm. they're rocketing, it's like pinballs, like just bouncing off and flying back toward each other, and just like they lock and they start spinning around together at one point. It's so fucking and cool. The spin, that spin, that spin has such a really good movement in it because essentially you see like the moon and the sun in the background, and it's only when the um Stark Jagan pilots back to the sun is there that he disconnects and goes in for like a stab. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that doesn't work is because there are like four high powered jet boosters. Point- yeah, and it just blows them away. It's like it's like oh. me and my me and my ninety horsepower Mazda two going up against like someone's like three hundred horsepower Camaro at a stoplight. <laughs> no, it's more so like your 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 like. What, sorry, could you tell me what the name of your car was again? Is it Mazda two? A Mazda two. It's like going a Mazda two against like a fucking Tie Fighter. Yeah. Uh, it just isn't gonna work. It's just not getting, gonna happen, my guy. I'm melted. not gonna lie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Getting obliterated from this plane of existence. I love um I love the the, the Stark Jagan's pilot, how we see like Marita's uh 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 like control interface in the Kshatri is like this really cool like sort of like touch screen. Um mm. and the Stark Jagans is like much more analog. It's like the, these two yeah. like joysticks, and you can see him like inputting commands, like clicking the different buttons on it and like pushing it forward. Like it's such a cool way of showing like how technology advances in Gundam. Because, like, the Jagans, mm-hmm. you know, it's several years old at this point. It's at least three years old. And the Kshatri is probably, like, brand spanking new. I mean, yeah. I, I, mean, oh, I guess yeah, they've been developing sure. it since They've Double been developing Zeta, it still. for a while, but I think that, like, development... It's it's kind of... Gundam development's it, fucked. It's the, de- it's the difference between an ace suit and a grunt suit. Yes, and absolutely. I forever will love grunt suits. I think there's something so beautifully designed around these things which are mass produced but have their like i love gyms i fucking love gyms mm-hmm. i love that there's so many different kinds so of like gyms and gyms. stuff like that um and we see a few of them in uh later on in this episode we see uh, one of my favorites the gym custom um and it's it's like i love grunt suits because there's that simplistic joy to them but that simplicity just means they can't go toe to toe with these like right. absolute ace legend. <laughs> this pilots. one has four wings. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? This one has like fucking two lightsabers and twelve little beam cannons. I've got some rockets and a sword. Yeah, I can make my armor pop off really cool and go fast. That's cool. Yeah. I have. Did I, did I mention the four wings? Did I mention these four wing binders yeah. that project me into things like a tin to a bowling ball? <laughs> So Marita wins decisively. Decisively um, is an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> the cl- cleanup operation complete. Um, we cut from that cleanup operation to a different one. Um, we we see Banana. Uh, he's he's in his cockpit. Haro's here. By the way, I'm glad Haro's here. I'm, I'm glad so that- glad that Haro's hanging out with Bandana D Links. <laughs> he has a seatbelt. He does. Uh, he's just chilling. They're in a, he's a he's in a petite mobile, just like cleaning up shit in space. We learn that he's attending Anaheim, um, like industrial Technical college. college. Yeah. yeah, um, which is kind of like having a uh, university uh, funded entirely by Amazon. Uh, yeah, and it kind of has some horrific implications. Yeah, yeah. Talk, talk to me in like, like five years when that becomes a real thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, have, you have to keep a bookmark on this episode when they fucking yeah, open up the first, like... <laughs> they, they, they open up the fucking... God, what is it called? Fucking... 
Nah, the joke's gone. I forgot the name of that, like, arms-dealing company that works with Marvel and made gay pride socks yeah. Oh, I mean, that could be one of ten different companies, probably. Yeah, good point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I love the lecture hall here, because it's, like, it's just mm-hmm. such a fun representation of, like, oh, yeah, we're in space, because, like, there's, like, the students are on the, the floor and also the ceiling, and the instructor's, like, turned sideways talking to both of them at the same time. It's very fun. Mm-hmm. There is one thing on that board, which I, I looked at it and I yeah, pointed it and I, went, I, made, I made the soy face face. You, <laughs> you know, the one point. where it's like kind of like a like a pog, but it's a little bit more kind of like horrifying to look at. Right, um, yes. So there's a bit on the back of it, uh, on that um, board that uh, talks about the Battle of Solomon. Uh, it's kind of like a very like Spark Notes version of it, but down at the bottom, it mentions the Ghost of Solomon, which uh, could... I don't think it is in reference to Lala because there is another character in a different series with the title The Nightmare of Solomon. Oh. Um Anna Velgato from um that's, Gundam Double Eighty Three. Yeah. The Double Eighty Three boy. I will not say much about Double Eighty Three because it is not my series, but my god, what a fucking series. Oh, they, they I'm so glad they mentioned him. That's cool. This is definitely what I love about Unicorn so far, is it's definitely like it's a love letter to UC. Like, it's called UC for a reason. That's the because whole point of it. All of it is just like, yeah, it's it's like, and you know what? It's the kind of indulgent reference I'm okay with just because, like, that's what it's designed to be. It's not like when, Star- not to talk about Star Wars again, but, like, it's not like when Star Wars Episode Seven came out and it was just, like, a rehashing of four. The same series. The it was same like, film. Yeah, it was ostensibly supposed to be, like, a new trilogy and it's just, like, all the old shit. This is supposed to be calling back to the old shit. Like, you know it's going to do that mm-hmm. from the get-go, so I'm more receptive to it now. Yeah. Um, there's so many things in the background of this first episode that I just love mm-hmm. that just give little details about these characters and stuff that we may not know at certain points till they're relevant. Um... Obviously, like, kind of the the history of, like, the UC being on the back uh, will, like, it shows up later because it is, you know, kind of the, the series is about, like, all of the things happening in the Universal Century and how it kind of all circles back into this, the, f- the first, like, tragedy that happened in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's even, like, posters in, like, the background and stuff, like, have, like, significance to certain characters, and I think that's so fucking cool. Yeah. It's, def- it's definitely, like, seems like a series that really rewards rewatching it. Well, that's what I did. This was my first series, and it wasn't until I watched it a second time that I, uh, Unicorn became, like, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Because there were so many callbacks to these series that I'd seen. Like, callbacks to, like, side series and stuff like that. 083 shows up, like, a surprising amount. Yeah. Which is like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Well, I mean, the fact that, like, the, the most important mobile suit we've seen so far is a callback to Double Zeta, of all things. Mm-hmm. It rules. Um, so they're talking, the, 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 the fucking instructor here is, is just saying, he's like, you know, braiding the class, like, Anaheim's not going to hire you if you don't finish your class, blah, 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 who gives a shit? Um, yeah, we yeah learned, Amazon's like, not going to hire you if you don't learn the yeah. ins and outs of capitalism. <laughs> we learned that, uh, like, the shuttle to the colony isn't active, it's like, got broken down so they can't leave right away, they'd like, stay the night there. Um, mm-hmm. and they're walking through, like, I guess a one-year war museum? On this like yeah. uh, Anaheim thing, because we see you see some like Xeon um, Xeon jacket stuff like that, and and one of the kids, uh, I think his name is Takuya, he yeah. um, he 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 rolls up and there's like just a straight up Zaku two with like a hole pierced through the cockpit. I thought this would have been the Zaku two, like the very first one that Amaro destroyed. That like when he stabbed through the cockpit in first Gundam, but it's like missing an arm that got cut off, and that never happened. 
in First oh, Gundam. Oh, did it not? Oh, I, I, it I, I literally, Denims. I literally watched the episode after I watched this to make sure because that have been. I thought been it such was Denim's, yeah. But well, I mean, unless unless like in the compilation movies they did that, but I don't think it's that same Zaku. But regardless, it's like a Zaku. It's like reaching towards them. And there's like a hole pierced through the cockpit. It's cool. Um, the kids like seem very uninterested in it, which I honestly think is a cool detail because like when you're 16 and these kids are all 16. Yeah. Going to like like a military history museum, you're not gonna really care as much about it unless like you're already. It's like especially considering it's like a cold it would be like a Cold War history museum of like the most recent like major conflict. Exactly, yeah. They're just gonna be like, okay, sure. Cool, this happened. I don't really care. It's not happening anymore. Uh yeah. Um but so yeah, yeah. And and then like I said, they're sixteen because the instructor mentioned they were born a year after a book who happened and it's that was seventy nine and this is U C ninety six. Yeah. So, you know, they were born in 80. There you go. Um some we get we get we get new type bullshit so soon, right? Because I this know, girl and I uh, love it. What's her name? Mikot? Uh yeah, Mikot. She goes to uh, Banana who's like just kind of absent-mindedly staring out the window. Um and she asks him why he's staring out in the distance and he's like, "I'm just wondering where I am. No matter what I'm doing, I don't feel there." I'm just I like, just okay. love the <laughs> fact that uh Mikot like always like, "Oh, I was just wondering, he's like, oh, wondering about your dad who you never met before? Yeah, that's so fucking funny. <laughs> it's like messed up as hell. It's like, it's like if you, if you like, had like a friend whose like dad walked out on them or whatever. And just yeah. Just be like, they're absentmindedly like thinking, uh, just going like, oh, what you thinking about, buddy? Think about your dad? Think you about think your dad that's not here that you never met? Think about your dad? Don't you think it's weird the president of your school reminds you of your dad? Yeah, do you think it's kind of weird how, like, the guy in charge of all of us really reminds you of your dad? Yeah. It's such a weird detail to pack in. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's important and everything, but, like, it's just very funny that, like, we'll get, so, we'll like, get there, on, we'll get there. It's, like, on the nose, and just kind of yeah. so kind of, it, it feels like a, it feels like a jab more than anything. Yeah, because, like, there's a different character, um, th- there's a nif- different character who has, like, a hidden identity that's, like, a little bit harder to figure out and a little bit less obvious than Cardius being Banana's dad. But you still, like, they still give you plenty of clues in the first episode to figure out who she is. Even yeah, without saying yeah, who she sure. is. Um, yeah. But until until then, uh, Banana's staring out the window. He sees, like, the unicorn flying. Um, it's going fast as fuck. And, like, when he sees it, he, he gets this flashback to this tapestry that has a unicorn on it. Um, and we cut and to like, this- oh, that's kind of weird. And it's probably meaningless. Anyway. Uh, and, like, we cut inside the cockpit, and the pilot is just, like, losing his absolute shit. Karius is just, like... Keep like going. Just, Keep going, <laughs> forehead. Keep going. Yeah, it's like, you see the asteroid field? Why don't you fly into it? You fly into that asteroid field, my guy. It's so funny when, like, he has him dodge at the last second, and Karius is like, well done. And he's like, thanks. And, he, and Karius says, I was talking about the machine. <laughs> I'm most impressed, dot, 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 I'm- with the machine. This machine is so good. Yeah, they they, they kind of exposit that like uh, a- after they get back to the control center, um, Cardius uh, gets word that there was a class still at the Anaheim uh, uh, College because the shuttle broke down, and he's like, "Oh well, even if someone did see it, it would have been going way too fast to notice." <laughs> and then it just it just cuts back to Bazinga. Yeah, yeah just thinking, what could that f- what's a f- what fucking was mean? What was that? Was um, that? The shooting star? Couldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I made a wish. Um, we also, uh, so he's in this control room, Cardius is, and he hears about 
the battle that happened earlier uh, between the sleeves and Londo Bell. And, they, you know, the sleeves got away and like, oh, fuck. Uh, we get a mention of Bright Noah. Um, mm. They mentioned because like, Bright, yeah, he's he's in charge. I guess like Londo Bell has a base on Londonian now and like Bright Noah's in charge mm-hmm. of it. I, I guess he is he like the HBIC of like head in, in charge of Londo Bell. Yeah, now? he's the um, he, I think he was in charge of Londo Bell during. Um, during during Charles Charles Counter Counter Attack, wasn't he? Oh, whatever. I don't give a shit about Bright, so. <laughs> exactly. Who does? Who cares? His son's way more cool. His um, son is. But, but he. Navue Aaron. I think, I think we're going to get a new Halfway movie next year. I hope so. Yeah, we are. What? Um, but, but he mentions, like, oh, Bright Noah's not going to be forthcoming with any information, so we can't ask him about any of this. It's like, all right. Mm. I guess he's still being useless. That's good. Um, <laughs> That's all he does. That's all he knows how to yeah. do to be useless. He's yeah. like, Bright Noah. All my homies hate Bright Noah. Fuck that Noah. guy. Piece of shit. Fuck that guy. Get rid of him. <laughs> Get rid of him. <laughs> he, um, Cardius, he, he does, like, the fucking, it's like the NASA control room all applauding when he tells him, all right, everyone. We're going to seal RX-0's NTD and boot up the Laplace program immediately. And we're going to destroy all the files. And everyone loves this and shit then, for some reason. Everyone's like clapping, but I feel like like at least one guy in that room is probably thinking, Fuck, is he on about what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? What, are, what does he all know what? that I don't? Uh-oh. What is a Laplace program? Yeah, I didn't... Pr- what's I didn't a, what's a Gundam? <laughs> yeah. There's a guy from... I was just here to... Like, I'm... isekai'd into this room. <laughs> Yeah, the isekai. He died and got reborn as a Londo Bell. It's, 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 Bell titled, it's titled like a modern isekai anime. Like, is it okay that I programmed a war crimes robot? <laughs> um. So, oh, also, and, and, and another, another like, well, I guess this is the first hint of Cardi as being Banana's dad. We see him in his office and he, like, pulls up a student ledger after uh, telling everyone to, like, burn all the files. And, like, he reaches out at a photo of Banana on the screen. It's just <laughs> so fucking obvious. Yeah, he's like, oh, my son Badoinkas. <laughs> my son Baba Booey. I hope he's doing well. <laughs> I hope Baba Booey's doing well in his schooling that yeah. I'm in charge of. I can give him detention if he's doing bad. Yes, because I'm in charge of this school. I want, I want an alternate, like a UCAU, where it's just slice of life, banana school days. (laughs) It's called that. It's not called bananas. I'm not going to say banager that much. It's hard to pronounce, and I'm going to say it. I think it's good to just. I think we should. I think we should just use like different, like funny, like names every single different episode. Is it banana this week? I think it's banana this week. We'll think of a fun new one next time. Um, okay. You're watching the sub, right, Callie? I am watching the sub in Okay, yeah. I'm watching the dub. I know in the sub they say banaji. 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 Yeah, yeah which is which is like more fun than ban- banager, banaher, whatever the fuck. Um so the sleeves ship, they dock. I guess they like just straight up dock at this colony. I guess are they allowed or do they dock um, in secret? It is a um cargo ship. So it's kind of okay. disguised. Okay, yeah, that makes sense because he doesn't have any like markings on it. But um, if little... you look on the side of the ship, it has like a like a, a name for like cargo on it. So okay, um, it's a really cool ship, though. Yeah, it's like it's it's very um, it's like a weird bulbous triangle almost. Yeah, it's, I think it's... it is meant for like mobile suit um kind of. Um, transport, transport that, that makes, makes sense, sense because the whole back of it extends out we see like when marita pilots to kashatria she like kind of mm-hmm. like it's like an avocado that gives birth to a smaller avocado <laughs> oh, i don't really want to think about avocados giving birth i'm not gonna lie 
Yeah. I, I tried avocado for the first time the other day. It's really good, actually. I like, see, I only like it if it's just avocado. I don't like guacamole. Um, well, I had it in a, in like a, a, a not quite a gay sandwich because it wasn't guacamole, but it was like lettuce, avocado, bacon, and tomato. If mm-hmm. it was guacamole, it would be an LGBT sandwich, but it wasn't. That's true. That's true. Um, but the, uh, the the little redhead girl escapes from this uh, very discreetly. No mm-hmm. one knows she's gone yet. Um, and and as she escapes, we cut our we cut outside. We see like a sleeves Giradoga. It's just like the it's another thing. It's like, so cool. It's looking. a Giradoga from um fucking you know Shars Counterattack, but it has the sleeves thing now. It has the little like cool black and white wrists and chest. Like I know they're based on like Nazi uniforms uh-huh. and like German stuff, but Giradogas look so cool. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I just, I like them less than just regular plain old Zaku's, to be I quite honest. That? Oh, you're going to love a scene that happens later on. Oh, yeah. man. Ooh. Yay. Uh, it's fine. They're like, the guy, this is a guy chilling in the cockpit, listening to music. Mm. Um, uh, little, little mystery redhead girl. She's on a solo adventure. She's just like tumbling around, trying to find her way in like this, like under construction part of the colony. And then like, as she... She like goes to is it like some like steam vent type thing, and she like pulls yeah. a handle and like slips and like just starts falling through the middle of the colony. She will die. She will die. But banana gets a new type flash. It's the I don't look the new type flash original sound is too good, and I'm very sad to hear it be a different thing. Yeah, right. Give me the just give uh, me the little. I know I you want like blowing. Yeah, I, it's like I can't call it a new type flash. I have to call it like new type moment because it's not a it's like flash. A, it's just kind of like this, like w- sort of subtle, like ring. <laughs> you had a heated new type moment. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened between Amaru and Shar and Lala. Yeah, that's what happened. Uh, he he jacks a petite mobile and like flies to the middle of a colony and just like mm-hmm. you know Hannah rescues her. Uh, they lose fuel, and he, like, does a fucking beefed-up crash landing. But he's fine. Um, and then she immediately, like, fucking puts him in an arm bar behind his back. Like, who sent you? Who sent you? Where is she? Where is she? Swear to me. Um, Bring Batman. Yeah. But uh, she just asks him if if, uh, she can, if he can take her to the colony builder entrance, a.k.a. the snail. The snail. Which is, it, I, I, that's, that's a cool, I, I like... It's a neat bit, right? It kind of, you know, snails build their own shells. And this is just, like, this gigantic mechanism that just, like, builds more wall for the colony as it, like, extends outward. Yeah. It's like, you hear, I, I think the, the kids are going to go on a field trip to the snail tomorrow. So it's like, mm-hmm. every, the snail's on everyone's mind. We love the snail, everyone. We love thinking about snails. Yeah. Um, she says that she needs to get to the snail to stop a war. It's probably nothing. I, I wouldn't worry about it too much. I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it too much. I wouldn't pay too much thought. No, 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 no. Um, let's see. What happens next? Um, oh yeah, b- b- uh, Banana mentions, like, there's supposedly a Vist Foundation mansion inside the snail. Uh, he's never been there. No one's ever been there. But, like, there... He's never, I've never been there. Yeah. Which is it, another cool idea. It's, like, it, it seems like... That's, like, very, uh, like, high school mythology to me. It's, like, oh, there's a, there's a mansion inside this, like, abandoned whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. And he's right. Um, but they're, they're on, like, the metro train. And security ends up stopping the train, and like the their his class is like I think like in the same train car on the other end, and no one notices him. Yeah, because like he ditched his class, and like he did. He just ditched school. He's doing bad boy shit to save this little redhead girl. Um, but 
they're they're like continue walking and talking and like making their way to the snail and like redhead girl they're eating hot dogs and she like seems like thrown off by the idea of like both talking and walking at the same time i wonder yeah, if she had like she, maybe a maybe a rich and noble upbringing perhaps who could possibly I, I think say she may come from some kind of rich nobility uh, but I, I don't think we've ever seen anything like that in Gundam before. No, certainly not. Um, oh yeah, during this scene, uh, or completely unrelated to this Audrey huh. Ben character we've just met, there is a poster in the background that displays a film made in like the 1930s called The uh, Runaway Princess. Oh, that's probably nothing then. Yeah, that's probably nothing. Right next to it's also a poster for a film called The uh, Fourth Tragedy. Damn, that's, that's that's probably nothing. <laughs> that's almost five that's tragedies. Probably nothing. That's almost five. Well, how many wars have we had? We had the uh-huh. One Year War, we had the uh, Grips conflict. Grips, um, which led into the first Neo Zeon led into, War. Um, so if we, if we link up the Grips and Neo Zeon War is kind of like one, and then the yeah. second Neo Zeon War is a third, this might be the fourth one. Well, I guess... Probably well, nothing, okay. though. Okay, but I think it must be referring to, like, actual Zeon moments, because then... Yeah. Because I, I think Shars Rebellion, they count it as the third Neo-Zeon war. I don't think it took that long. I guess you can have a war that doesn't take that long. Yeah. It seemed more like just Shar had a heated moment, less he of an actual war. did have a war. heated new type moment. I mean, they, they got very hot while the fucking axis was falling on her. <laughs> yeah, they did. They got real war. Oh, shit. Callie, did you see... Um. There's gonna be a P Bandai. Sorry to talk about P Bandai. Um, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm. For context, our audience, uh, P Bandai don't ship to the United Kingdom. It's, it's gonna be a. Um, yeah, ax- the Axis Flash. The Axis, um, the axis, the axis Shot axis Color Jagan. Yeah. It's so fucking yeah. pretty. Oh, it's so nice. I'm never gonna own it. No, I don't really like. Honestly, I'm not. I don't really care to own it. Like, I my hot take. I don't think the Jagans are that cool. They're no gems. They're not, I think they're cooler in Unicorn, I think Unicorn is where they started really nailing mobile suit, like, design, and Uh I think it's part of the reason why uh, the Origin mobile suits look so good, because I feel like they went and they took that Unicorn design philosophy and applied it to all their mobile suits, and it gave them a kind of extra technological edge. Add detail on everything. Sure. Yeah, it's I mean, so I'm, good. I'm literally looking at my desk right now. My my workstation is just like a completely disassembled Zaku 2 origin that I'm like, I need to get more brushes to paint like the missile boosters on it and, and all sorts of shit. Um, on my desk, I have a Miltank plush, uh, a Retzko pop figure from a Gretzko, and um, a, <laughs> a statue of Trafalgar Law. Uh, Trafalgar D. Waterlaw, put respect on the name. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, of course. Of course, sorry, Mr. Trafalgar D. Waterlaw, my my one true love. He's he's right there. Because of the thing of the way that the statue's posed, it looks like he's trying to grab Retzko's head. (laughs) Pretty funny. I'll send a picture of it after. (laughs) Hell yeah. Um, So, uh, Benajer, they're taking an elevator. And, like, as the elevator goes up, Marita and, like, two other of the sleeves goons are just, like, standing there waiting. Like, I love I love that shit uh, when, like, the enemy is just, like, taking a shortcut and is just waiting up ahead. Be like, hi, I'm here now. <laughs> yeah. Um, as, as, as this mystery girl, um, <clears throat> as this mystery girl talks to uh, Marita, uh, Banana's, like, programming Haro and... <laughs> I just love that Haru has a fucking fake bomb function built into I him. I love, I love his, uh, I love the fact that the Haros are prog- uh, programmed with a Raspberry Pi, so uh, you can just kind of code them to do whatever, like yeah. act as a literal bomb. Mm-hmm. 
I love I love the fact that there have been several thousand bomb threats as a direct result of these Haro toys. Yeah, that, that that's a little bit of like fucked up world building to kind of dwell on. Yeah, but... I don't know why they brought up that canon fact in the series for some reason. <laughs> he does kind of you know, wild. You know the Eminem meme where he's like throwing a rat at you? Whoa, plague be upon ye. <laughs> yeah, like, whoa, Haro be upon you. That's what banana does. Whoa, Haro be upon ye. <laughs> Because he just fucking, please. he like rolls it towards him and fucking runs away. And like the goons aren't really fooled. And like Rita starts like just hauling ass sprinting. And somehow like Banana got moves. I he do have moves. He do be schmoovin'. He does like this fucking like sweep kick on Marita and like grabs the her coattails of her trench coat and like swings her off of like the platform they're on. And she lands and she's fine. But like, what the hell, Banana? You're 16. You shouldn't know how to do this like... <laughs> He's, fucking he's Mission been Impossible practicing shit? Aikido, don't worry. It's on the oh, curriculum. You've got to That's know right. it if you want to be a, a part of Anaheim Electronics. Ooh, I mean, Camille did learn martial arts in school, too. So I guess it's just like Gundam UC Right of passage. Yeah. Uh, he finally oh, introduced I miss himself. Camille. I know. He's fine. He's, he's a doctor boy. now. I know. He's uh, four. He, so's four. Four's alive. She's doing great. Four's, uh, what? D- d- did I fucking okay? Uh, last episode of Double Zeta. Uh, sorry to completely back to uh, completely. Like, oh, I know what this topic. is. Yes, 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 yes. So, there, there is a scene where there is um basically f- fucking um. It's the scene where um Sailor is taking um Lena to, judo, uh, Lena yeah. to back to um them uh. And Four's just in the background. She's like just wearing her outfit. It is just her. It's just her. It's just like, straight up. She's alive. No, this she's is the thing. Better. I mean, Four already died once and she came back. Yeah, she right? got better. It's, it's fine. Yeah, she got better. Um, she got better. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, Banana introduced that's, that's, himself. Yeah. yeah. To the, Banana Links is his full name. Banana Links. Stupid. such a dumb and, and, and I love it so much. A uh, little redhead girl hesitatingly introduces herself as... Audrey Byrne, sure. Um, and <laughs> there's no hep there. <laughs> um, uh, Banana asks her, you know, are those people with you? Are are they anti Federation activists? And she's like, ah, there's <laughs> something like that. that. How do you know that? Why do you know that, Mister Banana? Who yeah. are you? Yeah, like his combat training, his weird like knowledge of geopolit, like. I don't know. I think Banana is like a, his own little splinter cell. I think he might have something interesting to him. He's yeah. just rocking up. He's just like <laughs> he's like every single time he says something, it makes me think of like the fucking Deus Ex protagonist. Yeah, <laughs> just like why do you know this? Why do you, why are you telling me about what are you asking? Yeah, sir. Um, we cut from that to uh, Cardius. Uh, what Guile I think is his assistant, like the bald guy with the goatee. Um, I didn't know they had Street Fighter characters in this. <laughs> he looks good in six. He I haven't looks... watched any six gameplay. Yet. I don't. I'm not. I have quite slow hands, so I struggle with fighting games quite a lot. The mm-hmm. only one I've actually played has been like Fighters. Um, but fighters even then, rules. I'm not good at it at all. I only play it because I get to look at my good, sweet, pretty boy, seventeen. I like. I'm. I'm. I'm a sixteen enjoyer personally. Oh, he's so cool. I love the androids. I love his attack. He just takes his arms off and <laughs> bite the onions. I like how I like I like how they took Android sixteen and just made him one of the like best grappler characters yeah! in like, com- like fighting games. He's so cool. It rules. Uh, so G- Guile gives Cardius his video card of like they- he sees Audrey and he's like, oh, 
he's like looking at her and like they're they're talking about her her as if she's politically important. Who could she be, possibly? Oh, I really wonder. I don't know. Uh, and then she's he some sees- kind of rich heiress that has like a history of nobility, but she has like a lot of uh, geopolitical uh, implications to her entire existence. Damn, she's on I the wonder- run from both the Federation and the people that she uh, is meant to be allied with. Yeah. I wonder who she could be, guys. I wonder who I, she, like, she could be. Do you think it's relevant that the, the Neo-Zeon-aligned unit is calling her princess? I'm trying to think, did Zeon ever have a long-lost princess? They may have. I think her name was, like... Her name was... When Madoka. Dabi. <laughs> uh, M- M- Madoka Lee Zan- Zanti. <laughs> nah, it's Maneva. It's totally Maneva. Yeah, it's Maneva. It's, <laughs> it's very it's, obvious it's, it's Maneva. It's so obvious. Like I'm not, we're not going to gaslight you like we did in Zeta about Quatra and Shar being different. I mean, that was I that was my favorite that bit. That, that was, was my canon. favorite fucking bit. I've never seen Shar and Quatra in a room together. He's Widow Maneva. She's here. She's here. I guess she's she like grew up a little bit. Yeah, she's like barely. Old. She's like 16. She's like as old as uh, Banisher is. I think she's um, like 17. That makes yeah okay. She's like, yeah because like she was born. She was like a little baby at the very end of. of she was a baby at the end of it, so kind of. She's, yeah, like, yeah. slightly older than the rest of the cast, but, like, not, like, a weird amount, so it's yeah, fine. Yeah, she's, she's, like, six months older, maybe. Like, if that. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's here, and uh, they, like, we just kind of cut immediately from that to um, uh, Banana and Maneva. I'm just going to call her Maneva from now on. Like, she's yeah, Audrey, whatever. She's Maneva, come on. Um, <laughs> they make it to the Vist Mansion, and, like, Banana's, like, he's kind of entranced. Like, he, like, knows he's been here before. He knows where to go. He just pushes the door open, and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, are t- why are you opening the door to this mansion you've never lived in in your life? <laughs> and he's like, don't worry, man, if I played Luigi's Mansion, it's fine. I played <laughs> I Resident played Evil 1. games. <laughs> he's a gamer. Like, uh, I did this in my simulations. Ah. <laughs> uh, he makes it to the piano room that has like this, this tapestry in there. Uh, it, it, I think it's Latin. It says, to my only desire. Yeah, uh, it, I think that's like a, what it is. Yeah, it's a woman holding a unicorn. And like, this is when Cardius walks in. Um, <laughs> uh, Audrey almost introduces herself as Maneva to Cardi's, and, and he's like, uh, maybe don't say who you are in front that of the kid. We know who you are. You don't need to say are. it. Yeah. And like, they're both like, he, he's, he's telling, um, Cardi's telling Banana, you gotta leave, man. <laughs> this is above <laughs> your pay out. grade. <laughs> you gotta get out, dude. You gotta go back to class. You gotta do your maths homework. Yeah. I love when he says, uh, when he's like trying to tell Cardius why he should still be there. He's like, scary people are after. And and Cardius is like, scary people. That's something a new type would say. <laughs> just fucking, just fucking like cold clocked him. Are you a new type, banana? <laughs> he's like, I've been trained not to tell people about that. Yeah. It's so <laughs> funny that like Unicorn is so much more willing to like throw that term around. And then there's like really good exposition later on like what the term has become. But it's just like it's still really fun to hear it after, you know, so long of me personally not having watched UC Gundam because of the podcast. It's nice. We're back in the scene. Yeah. Um we, let's be, see. we do be lo- we, we we lurking in that broth right now. Yeah. Ooh, mm, mm. It's it's simmering. <laughs> That, that, that we got this thick old gumbo right here. Ooh, I'd love a gumbo. Yeah. Uh, Cardius tells Banana, he's like, your father wouldn't want you getting into things like this. I'm the chairman of the school, after all. I know these things. Sure, I man. I know these things, my guy. Sure. Uh, he's like, show up, you know my dad? He's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like that vine. You are my dad. You're my dad. You're my dad. Boogie, 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 boogie. boogie. Hmm. <laughs> Um, he says some weird shit, too. He's like, life has made sense since I met Audrey. You mean, like, six hours ago, dude? Dude, uh, if that. Yeah. 
and and you know Audrey just tells Banana she doesn't need him anymore. Go forget about me. Blah blah blah. He gets ex- escorted out and he's very very beat up about it. Very sad. Oh, <laughs> we okay. We get another fucking um insane bit of exposition because once Banana's out, Cardius tar- starts talking to uh, Maneva and he's like, uh, "It's fine if full frontal the second coming of Shar gets the, the box. Second coming of Shar. That's the kind of shit that raises my hackles. I don't want him to come back." I kind of miss him. I miss my sexy little man. It's just like I, I've seen Full Frontal. I know what he looks like, but just like <laughs> he's so fucking big. He got a Shar got a perm. <laughs> Shar got a perm and was decidedly just built like a linebacker in six three. Well, it's because Quattro never fucking he never dated workouts when he was like on the Argama. You know, he never had time to do that when he was like running Axis either. He never had the time to do, but when he did, he started just growing height as well. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, he only could do arms and nothing else. Full frontal is like, oh, oh, oh. You had to we'll make sure there. the that's ideology was on show. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my left bicep is named Praxis, my right bicep is named Theory. <laughs> um, he, so, so, we get, uh, we still don't know what the fuck the box is, but... Mm. Cardius kind of reveals to Maneva, like, we're not giving the full box to Full Frontal. It's just the key, and you're going to use the key to find the box, but not anyone can do it. You basically need to be kind of, like, special to do it. So it's just, like, making things very, very confusing. And, like, you know, it happens later when, like, Zinnerman's talking to him, too. Because, like... Mm, what the, a good the, the, name. Zinnerman is... I love Zinnerman. He's, like, one of my favorite characters so far. Yeah, he's really if only, cool. If only because of the one moment he has where he doesn't kill Banana. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's a really cool guy, though. Yeah. Don't worry. But um, it's it's like, you know, all the sleeves are under the impression that they are there at the snail at the Vis Foundation to get Laplace's box. So I guess, I guess he was going to hand the unicorn over then to them? I think that was the plan, yeah. Okay, interesting. I mean, it goes awry, as we'll see later on. But um, uh, this is when Zinnerman shows up. Uh, like, he, he's meeting with Cardia separately. Like, Maneva's not there, not with him. Mm. Um. But but Zinnerman goes to meet with Cardius, and like this is when Londo Bell shows up. Like we see the guy in the Ghiradoga start to freak out, and like Marita gets a new type flash. She's like enemy because we see um, I, I we see some Jagans. We see this new suit called the Rizel. Yeah, this I thing really is like funky looking. It's, it's like it's a souped up version of the Regz from um from Charles from, Counterattack. Um, Charles Counterattack, except it doesn't need to. Um, discard its flight capabilities. Yeah, it, it actually transforms form. and isn't like a dog shit transformation like the Regz was. Like, the Regz was the refined Gundam Zeta, but the Rezol is like the refined Regz. Yeah, which is um, really cool because it still has that kind of like Zeta transformation gimmick, but it's still it's just a really cool souped up mobile suit. I really like the Rezol. It it it's it it looks it honestly looks more hyakushiki than zeta like you can see it in the head and the way the um chest goes but like it has like the the, the sort of like backpack that the zeta had it has mm-hmm. like the, the flared bell-bottom legs the zeta had um the the one thing i don't like about it is like the extra sensors it has on the shoulders they look like like zelda boss weak points to me yeah These, like, a little big, bit bulbous. i do kind of i do kind of vibe with like the amount of red on it though i think it's pretty cool well what i what i really like is that the commander rezel all of the lights are green instead of red yeah it doesn't have like an antenna like a zeon suit would have it just like changes the lighting color on it and i really mm-hmm. that's a very cool touch to me 
And um, on top of that as well, we also see some um, mobile suits that we that they don't say the name of it, but it's called the Lodo. Yeah, um, is that is that the little Master Chief? It is the little Master Chief that is basically the best form of a gun tank. Fun fact for you guys: I've never talked about this on a podcast before. Now you I can. I fucking hate the gun tank <laughs> so much. I've never seen a mobile suit make me so angry than the gun tank. The fact you need to reconfigure this thing so one person can use it proves how useless it is. Oh yeah, it has some bigger firepower and it's big old shoulder cannons. The gun cannon did that. It's in the name. Yeah, oh, it, we're gonna, and we're it gonna can take actually away... walk. <laughs> it can walk and it can pick up things because it has hands, unlike the gun tank, which can't do shit. It is bad. It is bad design. It is bad. The only, the best, two, the, the two best versions of the gun tank are the one from the original kind of like, um, origin OVAs where it was explained where it was kind of a predecessor to mobile suits yes. because that makes fucking sense where, where is this big, big ugly tank. hulking thing yeah it's like a tank they put big, a guy ugly, on hulking, top of hulking fucking stupid tank thing big brutish big thing yeah that makes sense it's not a mobile suit because mobile suits are more refined the fact that they made the gun tank at the same time they made the Gundam and the gun cannon is beyond <laughs> comically stupid <laughs> we made um, one that sucks we made one that's worse than the other two. And I, I think the the best way of kind of seeing that the gun tank sucks is that in the compilation movies, like halfway through the second one, they just get rid of it. <laughs> they just replace <laughs> it with another gun cannon. God, that rules. <laughs> and it's just like, it's so obvious that the gun tank's useless. Lodos are cool as hell because they fully transform and they still have that kind of tank use to them. I think that's really neat and I really like that. I really like Lodos. I think they're smaller than average mobile suits as well. Oh, they're, because, they're tiny little guys. Yeah. You can get like a two pack of them when you get the gun for them. I think it's really neat. I want to oh, get some so myself. Cool. Yeah, um, they're, they're like cute little guys. They're troop carriers too. Like at one mm-hmm. point, when when we see one roll up on the Vist Mansion, like like ten dudes spill out. It's like a little clown car in there. Yeah, because no, Lodos lo- are actually the, useful, unlike yeah, the, the gun tank, which the sucks. Lodo fucking rules. And I like it. It ha- it almost kind of has like a gun cannon face. It has that sort of like visor mm. over top of it. It, it yeah. really does feel like the, the sort of like culmination of. We we basically gave a gun cannon gun tank capabilities to like drive Make on treads when it's not Yeah, basically. It's a little guy. I like I really like like Lodo. I, I really cool. like Lodos. I, I really like Lodos. We also mm. see like a bunch of other kind of more Federation mobile suits. We see like a bunch of Jaegens. Um one point later on in the episode, like I said before, we see a gym custom. Um, which yeah. is really cool. I love the gym custom. It's another thing that shows up in strangely enough, double eighty three. Um, it's um Lieutenant Burning's personal mobile suit. Um, and it's really fucking cool. The gym um, custom. Like that's kind bluey. of like it's like the bridge between the gym and the Jagan, right? Yeah, it's like that perfect midpoint. It look it look because it has that same kind of mint color, but it's like block. It's like chunkier. Like you can tell it's yeah. still kind of a gem underneath. It's a chunky little fucker, and yeah. I love him. He's great. Yeah, it's like, we we so we see all these mobile suits rolling up, uh, and like Zinnerman's already in the mansion. He's meeting with Vist. He's talking about the box and the key and all this bullshit. And Zinnerman's like, "Okay, like, are you still keeping up the deal? Because you say you're giving us a box. Now you say you're giving us the key." And Cardi's just kind of like deflects and starts talking about new type theory. Yeah, <laughs> um, talk about new type theory, which which like fucking the rest of the guys in the room are just like. Okay. It, yeah, it's like I want to know about the key. I honestly, I really like this conversation. I didn't write down everything that happens mm, here, but it's um, a good conversation. It's, yeah, I think I think talking about like that conversation would kind of do it like 
not justice. If you haven't heard the conversation, you don't know what we're talking about, or kind of if you haven't kind of if you watched Unicorn a while ago and you're just kind of watching, go back and watch that part of the episode again because mm-hmm. it's a really, really good episode. And yeah. it's also just a really good conversation in I think I think Unicorn has some of the best dialogue in the series. Oh yeah. Um, I, I'm really liking it so far. It's it's really it's chock full of ideology, and I love that. What I, what I really like is, you know, Cardius talks about stuff we've kind of heard before, but it's like being reframed as like new types against the Federation government. Like mm-hmm. Cardius is saying, like it, it, it's it's an evolution of what Zeon believed of like, yeah, the space noids, if they band together, the Earth Federation's fucked. Like they will get overthrown in a second if like the space noids all unite. And yeah. the, the, he kind of talks about how the Federation's greatest trick was turning the term new type from like an awakened conscious because, like, he says, uh, Zeon's original definition was understanding without misconceptions. Um, mm-hmm. But to, like, the public at large, the term new type just is, like, a really good ace pilot. And the Federation yeah. loves that that's what new type is, people, because it's not, like, that's not a term that can hold power. That's not a term that threatens the status quo. It's just like, oh, that guy's a new type. He can shoot so good. It's like, no, a new type is, like, a psionic warrior. <laughs> it really comes back all the way back to um, kind of the Federation wanting um, space noids to be divided. It goes back to the creation of the Titans. It goes to the development of Londo Bell from the remnants of the Titans, because that's what it was. That's the thing that I see so much kind of Londo Bell like merch and kind of like people go <sighs> like, oh, Londo Bell's so cool. They're such like, oh, they? good guys. But like, they are like bad yeah Rondo I- bell are another force to divide and conquer space noids to keep them still under the um federation's like grasp they're just a fresh coat of paint on the titans and have taken out all of the kind of like directly power hungry people and put them under the leadership of bright noah yeah, they're the <laughs> titans without drip <laughs> yeah they're the dripless titans who just try and pretend that they are like the good guys. The good guys, I yeah. Really dislike Londo Bell. I think Londo Bell as an organization are still puppets of the Federation who are still puppets of the rich and powerful. And wow, where have I heard that before? And it comes to kind of, you know, ah. to politics. Wow, cool robots, guys. Oh my god. Did you see that? Did you see that robot there? Yeah, oh ooh, my god, that's crazy. That. Uh, Gundam fans these days are too busy talking about how cool Londo Bell is when they should be concerned with ringing the two church bells and getting to Anor Londo. Absolutely they should. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big Dark Souls fan. No, Dark Souls 1, I, it's it's fine, it's fun. All the other ones are I better really like in Bloodborne. my opinion. Bloodborne is the second best fantastic. game ever made. Blood, yeah, Bloodborne fucks game? so hard. I love that game so goddamn much. Kirk Hammer, my beloved. Um, <clears throat> what's the What's the best game? Uh, Chrono Trigger. Oh, I haven't played it. It's, it is a masterpiece. You probably wouldn't like it, because it's like, it's it's not a turn-based JRPG, but it's like a SNES. Is it like, slow? I need fast RPGs. Yeah, it, it's one of those ones where like, the little bar has to fill up before your character can do a thing. So you might not oh, like it then. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I like I like RPGs that you can kind of blitz through, because like, it all matters is kind of like turn order, and you can just kind of go through fa- things yeah. really fast. Yeah. Instead of like forcing you to actually wait, uh, in right. my opinion, best game I've made is Melky Rising Revengeance. What a good game! I mean, that is something I can agree with. That game fucking kicks <laughs> game an game incredible amount of ass. Uh, Transistor is also very good. I feel like I both love- of those games cover a lot of themes that are also in Gundam. Um, Tra- Transistor definitely, like the whole transhumanism thing. Absolutely. I oh my god. 
Yeah. Have you, Callie, have you ever read um, uh, Ancillary Justice? No, I've never heard of that before. Oh, okay. It is, it, it's like, a. It, it's the first of the sci-fi trilogy by Anne Leckie. It is, it's like peak transhumanism. It's basically like, what if a ship's AI got turned into a human? Oh, I like that. It's really cool. And it, it, it goes into like gender too. Like a lot of it is like framed through like a society that only uses like female pronouns for everything. Damn. Um, it, 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 it's, it's a very like thought provoking series. I can't, I couldn't recommend it highly enough. It is such cool sci-fi. I really like that. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it's called the Imperial Radic Trilogy, R-A-D-C-H, or just Ancillary Justice is the first one. If any if anyone's interested, uh, read it. It's fucking kicks ass. I think it won, like, literally every major sci-fi book award when it came out, so it's... Oh, yeah, okay. Pe- must be pe- good pe- people like the it. Um, so let's see. Um, read a book. It's good. So... Uh, oh yeah, this is uh, the fighting's begun in the colony. Um, oh yeah, just casually. Uh, war is dying. bad. <laughs> I think it's my Thousands personal opinion. Dying. Yeah, it's uh, it's fucked up in it. Like, because you know, beams are going everywhere. Marita's like there with the Kshatri using funnels, and just like lasers are melting, just fucking everything. Blasted we see like out of the sky, and like a leg drops, and like a group of people. Yeah, we we see like a guy like getting like melted at one point. Um, the lecturer from before. Is like yeah, getting people into I didn't a shelter. notice that before. Yeah, and like it, it's it's this nice little moment where like you know you think he's like this like this big wig asshole you know being mean to the students, but like he's the one who stands outside and closes the door as he turns around and just literally gets melted by an explosion from a mobile suit. Mm. Fucked up, messed uh, up, but, man. <laughs> but Marita's being Fucking a girl boss, so it's guy. fine. Um, uh, and again, talking about how the box is either good or bad. Uh, Cardi is like Warren Zinnerman, you know, if Full Frontal only wants to use the box just to revive Neo Zeon, like that's not a noble enough goal for the box to fulfill its purpose. So, and, and that's the thing. It's another, it's the classic Gundam, both sides kind of suck ass. We're yeah, like, like I, I want it. It's like, I'm not rooting for the Federate. Like I'm not, like I'm rooting against sides more than I'm rooting for the opposite side. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, everyone kind of, it's like, it's like um, it's not centrism. It's not saying everyone sucks. It's it's more saying like I understand why both sides fucking are terrible. I see. I really like what the sleeves stand for, but I really hate how they go about it. That's and that's the whole thing. It's like you want to root for Zion the whole time, but at the same time, you have to reckon with the fact that they are like the fucking fascists. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you want to go with the side that want the independence because you know they deserve it. And Gundam's about kind of fighting for your own freedom and stuff but when your freedom involves oppressing other people then it's not really freedom that's why that's why the only unproblematic and <laughs> i'm gonna get some flack for saying this probably the only unproblematic gundam military organization is au because they just no you're correct you're correct so you are correct i fully agree with your decision I would never wear any like merch from like a like Earth Federation or Zeon. I would. It would I, be I, AUG, right? You'd, it would be AUG. Is the only get, one I'd let's wear. Let's get fucking okay, okay, fucking Max. Let's let's get matching AUG bomber jackets. Let's fucking yes! let's do it. Tear the sleeves off of it. Quattro <laughs> yes, Vegeta custom. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! I um in 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 Forza Horizon, you know, you can like make little vinyl decals for your cars. I have a little AU bumper sticker I put on some of mine. Oh my god, that's so cool! Um, everything's bad. The war is hell. Is is bleak. The city's getting destroyed. Uh, people are dying. Banana like runs off in all this. He's like, I gotta find Audrey. This is bad. I gotta make sure she's okay. I gotta get um, in there. 
We also see the nail argama outside? Yeah. I didn't expect it back. I know it didn't get destroyed or anything, because, like... It's... You're not gonna like who it's being used by. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's... I mean, I liked it when the fucking Double Zeta kids took it over. <laughs> I love... That was the best... That was the best time of Agama uh -huh. shit. This is just and now some it's guide. just, like... It's... It's like... It's like seeing, like, a really cool teacher just completely crushed by their career... Yeah. Just kind of sad, and just kind of like, you, you yearn for their own glory days more so than your own. I know, um, yeah, it's 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 like, it, it's just some fucking guy and some different crew, and they send off another guy in a Rizal, and we can tell he's important because we see his face a lot. We don't know his name mm. yet, but like, he's just some nice looking blonde boy, I guess. I do not like this man. Yeah, I've heard mixed things. Um, <laughs> I do not like this man. <laughs> we we can't speak of him yet because we don't know. I will know. say nothing about it, but I do <laughs> not like this man. I do not like his vibes. Yeah, yeah, Rancid little individual. I don't like the way he looked at uh, Mineva. I don't like the way he looks at anyone. I don't like <laughs> the eyes. Get rid of them. So, you know, shit goes bad and like... I think all of Banana's classmates get obliterated at one point. <laughs> all but two. All but two, because, like, Mikot and Takia ran over yeah, to him. Yeah, and Takia, like, fine. Um, I think Mikot's, like, like, holding Haru at this point. Like, Ariza, like, blasts, like, a beam through, like, the wall of the colony to try and get through, mm -hmm. and it just obliterates a classroom full of children. And, like... When 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 they recover from that, um, I think like Banana's able to get to um, Banana's able to get to Maneva, and like he he tells them or no, I'm sorry, he tells Takia and Mikot to run because like he's like okay, those those Rizals were sent by a mothership. Go there, they'll keep you safe. So they're heading that way, and that's when they meet up with uh, Maneva. And, like, they, those three continue as, like, Banana just kind of, like, is dicking around. He's just, like, exploring think, at this point. I think the worst thing about that scene is uh, Takuya having to grab Mikot because Mikot is just heartbroken. And it's the words, where did everybody go? Just because these... Yeah. It isn't just that these kids oh, are it's dead. Up. It's it that hurts. they've been obliterated. They are nothing. They're gone. It's like there's they, no, there's they're no just trace. Gone. There's nothing to bury. Yeah, God. And it's like, God, that's rough, buddy. <laughs> Gundam reminding you that war is indeed hell. It's almost like people are so obsessed with being this next new type ace that they're willing to sacrifice the lives of the people around them as civilian casualties because uh, Londo Bell stands more so for being a feared force than being one right. that actually does good. It's about the prestige of it all. It's not it is about, about fucking... prestige. Yeah. That is what the Federation is about. The Federation is about its own prestige and what it yeah. means. You gotta Instead rest on your of... laurels. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're so eager to reap, but they don't want to sow. <laughs> exactly. It's a good way to put it. Um. So, like, Zinnerman runs off. So, we, so we, right, we, we cut to Cardius Mansion, right? Zinnerman runs off when all the fighting starts. Um. He, Cardius is also going around, and he like gets in an elevator. Like, there's there's this whole like gunfight sequence with like the sort of um the special forces that come from the Federation that pour out of the Lodo. Um. People are getting shot. I think one of like the sleeves guys that came with uh, Zinnerman is shot dead. Yeah, Cardius, he's like, shot dead. He makes it out of an elevator, and we see a guy named Alberto. Alberto, um, yeah. Al Alberto, and, and, and Cardis is like, I bet Martha put you up to this. A lot of first names of yeah. the people who are familiar with each other that I'm sure we'll learn later on. Um, but, but this definitely seems like this whole thing was a Federation plot 
to either get the sleeves there and then capture them or just to like take the unicorn for themselves one or the I'm other i'm pretty or both. sure it's just to grab the unicorn it, 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 it's just like by providence the sleeves were also there sure considering um, the fact that everyone kind of knows that um laplace's box is a surefire way to destroy the earth federation yeah that's the um, the federation's scared right now they want to get they this are thing terrified gone. Um, um, then, then, then Cardius does some, like, sick CQC. Um, I think it's just genetic. I think, I think, his, <laughs> I think the whole family can just do cool fucking melee shit. Yeah, he, like, he, like, he, like, breaks a guy's neck, uses their corpse as, like, a shield, steals a gun, shoots a guy, and then gets shot in the heart. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not that good, but, you no. know, he, he tried. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we we cut from that. Marita senses she's like the princess. Like okay, all right, <laughs> sure, it's textual. Okay. Um, she, she she's going off to find Maneva. Um, and this is when Taki and Mikat meet up with Audrey, and like the Rizel pilot from earlier saves them and just kind of like gives them all a weird look. But he like carries them in the hand of the mobile suit back to the Nail Argama. Mm. Um, this is when B- Banana makes it to the hangar where the unicorn is. Uh. As he floats up, he sees Cardius like fucking rummaging around in the cockpit, he's trying like to find where. Like looking for like a manual he's lost in his car. Yeah, he's trying to. His, his like chapstick fell out of his pocket earlier. He's trying to find <laughs> he's just it. He's rummaging and he's like bleeding to death. Yeah, um, he he says a lot of shit here. <laughs> uh, Banana like calls him out for not helping Audrey earlier, for not listening to her pleas, allowing all this fighting to happen, and Cardius is just like. This is what humanity does. It destroys an exploit. It's our nature. We have to revive humanity's hope that was born at the start of UC. And it's like, okay, but like there was just a big old terrorist attack as soon as UC started. You understand that, right? Yeah, the start of UC like saw the deaths of millions. Yeah. You want to you go back to that? You sure? You go back to that, my guy? Yeah. Oh, then he's, and then he's like, oh, if only I could see your mother now. <laughs> <laughs> like, but but Banana's just like, hang on a fucking second, <laughs> hang on there, yeah. hang on. He remembers Carius is his papa. His this is this is daddy. All all he remembers is like when he and his mom left the mansion, but like which he is remembers really it. sad. Yeah, like he was a kid. He he wasn't old enough to understand what was going on back then. Mm. Um. But like, uh, Cardius, like he, like he's like holding Banana's face, but he just kind of like smears blood all over the side of his head. That's poetic. Um, it's his blood on his hands. Whoa! And, whoa! And as he, so as deep, he, bro. Uh, he he whoa. floats backwards, and like the unicorn's cockpit closes, and like an explosion uh, kills Cardius. He was gonna die anyway. Obliterates his body. Yeah, and like th- this is this is when like the music kicks in, and like I'm just starting to fucking theme. fist pumping. Oh Aww. my god, it's so good. It's like, like, oh, God, Sawano is just so fucking good at composing. It's not the best uh, track in the soundtrack, though. It's not. It's not. Oh my God, you've no idea. <laughs> I mean, I like I've I've heard some of it. I I, I picked this. I picked a song. Um, I think it's just like the unicorn. It's not. It's not unicorn. It's it's like the 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 song's called RX Zero, and that the is the unicorn theme. Okay, but but oh, I guess okay. It's the theme of the unicorn suit. I guess what plays yes. here is the theme of unicorn the series. Yes, that is correct. Okay, because okay. I really like the RX Zero theme. Uh, I I have that as the outro have music you heard, for the podcast. Have you heard the Banshees theme? I mu- I, I have at some point. Um, oh, unreal! I'll be like re-listening to the soundtrack as we as we go through the series. I'm excited to to hear it again. 
But um, oh, man, this is when this is when Marita shows up and she like sees the unicorn just like standing in the flames of the uh, hangar, and she she's like, like <gasps> get, she's like oh, and she like charges it with her beam saber and like banana just like in, he's in the unicorn he just grabs it and like crushes the kshatriya's hand just like fucking rockets forward so fast that the kshatriya has to like deploy its airbag so marita doesn't fucking die as she's yeah, being like out of the hangar use, like the funnels to like break down the walls behind it so it doesn't just get crushed the it's unicorn so is such a powerful suit it's it's so like it's so cool it's <laughs> fast and i love it like the final bit they're out in space and Marita's like, I have a clear shot. And Banana's like, he's in the cockpit and it starts to glow red. And this giant it's ominous like NTD. NTD appears on the screen. And like, he's like restraining the chair as it like forces backwards and the funnel shoot. And like the eye field activates and they all yeah, like the work around the unicorn. Was. It's so fucking <laughs> Do you know what NTD stands for? Um, I imagine NT is new type. Yeah. Do you know what the D stands for? Uh, what does the D stand for? It stands for the new type destroyer system. Oh, oh, oh shit, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's so cool. So <laughs> and NTD, NTD is soup mode because the unicorn just fucking glows red. This thing is packed to the fucking gills with psycho frame. Yeah, it, all of the red on the unicorn suit is psycho frame. It, it, it all like flips open. It gets taller, it extends. And like the last part is like, the, f- the the side faceplates stick out, switch around 180 degrees. Uh, the faceplate goes down and, like, the Gundam mouth appears and, like, the unicorn horn split in two to become the gold V-fin. And it, it like, the draws the beams that you're from the backpack. It's so fucking <laughs> it's rad. It's so cool, man. It's so sick. Oh, it's so good. And everyone oh, watching it, fuck, everyone watching man. it just, like, shits a brick. They're just like, <gasps> oh, Fuck. Like Audrey, and then the episode Audrey. ends, but it's fucking like launching forward. Yes. It's like what? You can't just end there. Yeah, like Maneva's like it's a Gundam, and like it just it ends but like right before the unicorn's about to fight Kshatriya. I was like, that's that. That's all. Holy that's shit! All what you're, a- so you're leaving me with what an amazing way to start the series. Yeah, th- that is such a killer first episode. Oh, oh my god, such a good series as well. It's hype. I'm 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 in. I'm so in. Um. Shit, so I mean, we, we don't have we don't have a we don't have a segment today because the first first episode is always just like getting you know get, getting into it first and foremost. Um, maybe we'll do, we'll do a, like a Beyond Toon World voice acting thing next week. We'll see. I'll see who I can okay, find. Okay, hell yeah. Um, oh, and then for, um, hmm. because Full Frontal will be in the next episode. Um, you should look into Full Frontal's voice actor because he's done everything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So because that's the thing. Like I'm at the point I need to start keeping track of who I've talked about on Beyond Toon World. I'll do his dub actor. Because, like, I yeah, already that's, talked that's what about... I mean. Okay, yeah. Because I already talked about Shuichi Ikeda back in First Gundam, and that guy's, like... Mm-hmm. He's, like, you know, one of the most recognizable voices in anime. Um, but for that, we can also switch off, like... I, I The episodes I do... I'm sorry. The episodes you do the intro... F- or the, um, like, episode recap for, I'll do Beyond Toon World, and then vice versa. Okay, cool. Yeah, so in, like, nice. In, in, in two weeks, if you find a cool sub-actor, we can talk about that. Yeah, for sure, um, for sure. But in the meantime, as we're 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 rolling down to close, uh, Callie, do you have any plugs you want to give? Um, I do not yet. There is something I'm going to be setting up. So, 
Um, I used to, <laughs> you probably expect, if you know me, you probably be expecting a kind of like, oh, VTuber plug, but I've kind of stopped streaming in favor of starting up another project. Um, Ooh. I've been writing a book. Um, I won't go into it at all because I will be here far too long and I don't want to waste your whole time. Uh, I'm setting up a Twitter account for that tonight. Um, so I will be develop it i'm, I'm gonna sort that out and by next week i'll have a um plug for that but for now you can just kind of my uh twitter account is at cowley which is c-o-w-l-l-i-e it's like cali but with cow in front of it that's how i typically do things um but yeah expect a plug next week for now just that one fuck yeah um <clears throat> i'm max you can go to twitter i'm maxi bajillion to find me you listen to my other shows, Pot of Greed, which is about Yu-Gi-Oh. We have just finished season three of GX. It fucking whips ass. Uh, we'll do season four in like a month or so. Um, you can also listen to Slappers Only, a video game music showdown podcast I do. We're taking a bit of a hiatus from that, but we'll be back at some point. Talk about Donkey Kong Country. This Ooh. podcast you can find on Twitter at WowCoolPodcast. You can join our Discord. There's links there in, in the episode description. Uh, you can go to noisepace.xyz to uh, listen to this podcast and many others that are on the network and here's an important question Callie what is your robot of the week um I think I'm gonna go with my first crush ever I'm gonna go with Pluto from the 2003 Astro Boy series Astro Boy Pluto let's see this thing whoa he yeah. fucking rules <laughs> he's so cool right holy shit and he's a very nice man he looks terrifying. He's amazing. He looks like a Mega Man villain. I like this guy. <laughs> Damn. I like he kind of has like the he kind of has like the Char Stallhelm like the cool little like He's meant to uh, look like a Minotaur. It's like yeah, it's like the horns like the little trident above his eyes. This guy fucking rules. He's so cool. Hell yeah. And there's no match of him. Oh no, that's so sad. He reminds me a little bit of like the robots from Castle in the Sky. Mmm, a little like bit, yeah. Big, lanky, spiky guy. Fuck yeah, Pluto Astro Boy. Well, that will do it for this week's podcast. We will see you all in a week for episode two of Unicorn. Um, but in the meantime, never forget these words War is bad. Oh wow, cool robot. Bye bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>